Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Although we in Park are back racing on Friday, it is a day meeting and it's uh, 10 races as well. Chris Barsby is joining us. Good morning, Chris. Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Yeah, I was a bit nervous, as we mentioned, with that rain around and there's some more out throughout south-east Queensland, but no dramas with that meeting proceeding. You just need to sort the power out to get some night meetings up and running over the future the coming weeks anyway. Yeah, exactly right, Steve, and hopefully that, that power will be restored uh, sooner rather than later. But the fact of the matter is we are back racing on Friday. When we chat with Darren Clayton a little bit later, he's live at the workouts there this morning, so we'll get an update on the track and what's taken place there this morning. So he'll be able to fill us in on, on how the track is following the, the first official set of workouts mm. there last week and uh, if there's any sort of improvement and if he's been able to chat with any of the, the trainers or drivers that have been uh, competing at that workout session this morning. So that's coming up a little bit later. We've got Jack Butler joining us very shortly. I've got a heap to talk about with Jack. Trent Moffat's got a number of key drives tonight and Mark McNee has two runners at a record. So they're our guests. There's plenty of news, Steve. Uh, couple of quick ones. Wild West, the WA Pacing Cup winner, uh, who's now under the care of Cobbity Equine, Luke and Belinda McCarthy. He's about two weeks away from a trial. Of course, he was sent over with the uh, the hope that he'd be right to contest the, uh, the Miracle Mile. He just didn't handle the travel all that well over. He came by truck and they just elected to give him a little bit more time. So he's about two weeks away. And Jillaby Kung Fu, who's been standing at stud at Cobbity Equine, he's about two weeks away from a trial. Now, the reason I mention these horses, there's every chance that they could be headed to Queensland for our carnival in July. So it'll be interesting to see how they shape up. Uh, just a couple of others from the McCarthy stable. Cover Girl is set to arrive. She was placed in the, uh, the Great Northern Oaks there on Friday night in Auckland against True Fantasy. She's now set to join the McCarthy stable. And Need You Now uh, is a mare that's been with them. She's had two sh uh, shockers uh, in Sydney since coming over from the Dunn stable in New Zealand. She's having a bit of a freshen up, but they're still pushing on with her. And the aim with her is going to be the Group 1 Golden Girl in July. So that's the update there on Need You Now. A couple of trialers yesterday from Ballarat, Acknow and Majita, both from the stables of Emma Stewart and Clayton Tonkin. They both stepped out. So it'll be interesting to see which way they head. Could it be possible that they could be bound for Brisbane as well? time will tell and some sad news coming through overnight that village jasper who's been an absolute star at stud for a long term hasn't served for the last couple of years he's been well and truly retired but unfortunately he's lost his battle so sad day for alabar where he stood pretty much for the entirety of his uh, career but uh, unfortunately he's no longer with mm. us so we'll have a bit more news a little bit later but jack butler is about to join us now steve and there's plenty to talk yeah. about with jack jack good morning morning chris how are you I'm really well. First and foremost, let's talk about Danger Zone. He was sensational again yesterday, won by a huge margin, good time, 158, home in 27-3. Is he right where you want him to be right now? Um, other than him not being at Albion Park, yeah. Um, look, he handled the track a lot better yesterday. Uh, you know, we changed a little bit of gear around on him, but yeah, look, we couldn't be happier with him. He's... Um, yeah, he's, he's ready, raring to go, and um, just, yeah, probably have a little freshen up shortly and then get ready for the winner, I hope. Okay. What's the most noticeable difference with him this time in compared to last season? 
he's a lot more switched on. He was um, he was pretty dumb last year, believe it or not. He it sort of you pull the plugs on him, and it take him sort of a few seconds to go. Oh hell, I got to go. But um, yeah, he's he's definitely matured a lot. I uh, still think there's a lot more maturity to to go on there. But um, yeah, he's he's really stepped up, and uh, he's a pretty big horse. He's nice. He's like le- uh, lanky. I'd like to see him carrying a little bit more weight. But um, hopefully uh, next next spell he'll he'll do that. Okay. Were you more impressed with his effort yesterday or the victory two starts ago? Um, they were both pretty good, really. Like, uh, it was pouring rain yesterday and um, things like that. But I was probably more impressed that he, he handled the track a lot better um, yesterday than he did the first time. He, he sort of... He's pretty much won both races sitting outside the leader, to be honest. That's how wide he just wouldn't come down to the pegs. But, um, but no, he's, yeah, for whatever reason, you think he'd be worse at Albion, but um, he's he's a lot better, but yeah, no, I, I, I was happy with both of them, really, Chris. Okay, he got home in 27-3, and as you said, there was strong rain falling at the time of that race yesterday, and just looking at those other races held there yesterday, and then going back to Saturday night, only Star Galleria, who won the Open, got home quicker, and he was coming off some pretty tepid early splits there, he got home in 27-1, so he, he's got the speed, doesn't he? He really does, he... <laughs> For a pretty big horse, he can um, really get up and boogie for a quarter um, and, and, and move quick. But, um, yeah, look, you know, we're happy with him. And, yeah, we're just going to, you know, he's got a fairly strong competition over the winter, you know, with Grant's three-year-olds and that. They're, they're lovely horses. And, um, and and the prices, too. They've got some nice three-year-olds and, and other people as well. So it's a really strong crop this year, I think. And uh, so, yeah, he's got to step up even more yet. So, um, yeah, we're, but I'm happy where he's at, mate, for sure. Does he wear a big hobble? Yeah, Matthew. I think he's in about a 62-inch hobble, I think, for a three-year-old. So, yeah, it's a pretty big hobble. All right. Well, you've just led me into that next line of questioning that I wanted to ask about. A couple of hypotheticals. Take Leap to Fame out, just looking at the Q-bred, because your guy's a Q-bred horse. How do you reckon he's going to go up against the likes of Teddy Disco, Speak the Truth, Away We Go, Class of the Max? Can, can he handle them? Oh, definitely. You know, as I said, I don't think there's a lot between all of them. Um, they, whoever gets the right trip, I think, um, you know, will probably be there. But um, they're always hard to hard to win them bigger races. And as I said, they're all nice three-year-olds. And uh, yeah, look, I, I, I'm sure he can. Yeah, definitely. Mm. But um, yeah, you know, it's like any race these days. You've got to have that little bit of luck too. Yeah, is Leap to Fame though number one here right now? Oh, definitely. Yeah, that's. Um, you know, I've been around some nice horses in my time, and I, I know how hard it is just to win a derby. And um, and for him to do it in the way he won that derby in New South Wales was uh, unbelievable. And um, no, he's a he's a he's a really really nice horse. I'm tipping that'd be a special thing for you this uh, this coming winter carnival with the constellations. You took out the inaugural Golden Girl last year with Gerardo's Delight. If if you could win a derby, I'm tipping you'd be uh, pretty chuffed with that. Oh, most definitely, mate. Yeah, it'd be awesome. And. Uh, and uh, my wife owns half, he make it even better. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, yeah. Just a quick one. I just mentioned Gerada's Delight. Has she returned to the stables yet? Uh, next week, Chris. Yeah, she'll be back. And, um, yeah, so I think she's, that'll give her, like, uh, just on a month off and um, touch over a month, actually. And, yeah, then she'll, yeah, she shouldn't take much to come to hand. So, um, yeah, no, she's uh, looking forward to getting her back All and right. having another look at the all right, and Northview Hustler steps out for you for the first time officially on uh, Friday afternoon. Uh, are you happy with him? How do you think he's going to measure up there? 
Yeah, he's um he's a beautiful little horse. It's always nice to get one ready made. Um, Al's done a great job with him, and but um, yeah, he's working terrific. He, yeah, they'll know he's in it for sure. All right. I just wanted to go through a couple of your runners tonight. You've got two runners in this first race. Brian Christopher, who's first up, another one that's come from Al Barnes, and Jackson Jazz, who's having his first local run. We've seen him at the trials. What are the expectations with both of these guys? Uh, Brian Christopher, I, I think whatever he does tonight, he'll improve a lot on. Um, yeah, he, you know, just where he's going to be, I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, he, he's working quite well. And... Um, I do have a fair bit of time for the other fellow, Jackson Jazz. He, he, he'll improve a lot on this run too, but um, he come from from Victoria doing a lot wrong and things like that. And uh, touch wood, we've sorted him. And um, I couldn't have been more unha- couldn't have been more happy with his trial the other day. I thought it was a really good trial, and he's trained on really well since. So yeah, I, I got a bit of time for that fella. Okay, he'll be better suited once uh, Albion Park's back and going. So you'll be happy to put him on the bigger track. Yeah, most definitely. He's quite a big horse himself and um, handles himself quite well, but he's just, um, yeah, just got to get his head right and and get him a happy horse again, um, which I think we have, and, uh, yeah, he he should go good. All right, race three tonight. Bonnie's a rockin', another one that's come from Al Barnes, and she's been good. She's in super form. She's won two of the last three. Can she go back-to-back tonight? Uh, A bit harder tonight because she hasn't drawn one, but, um, yeah, look, just... Depends where she lobs. She's working well. Everything's good. And, um, you know, she's in form. It's always a good thing. And, uh, yeah, we just got to see what happens early. And, and, and she's not, not quite as good from behind as she is in front. But, um, yeah, we'll just have to hope we can lob somewhere handy. Okay. And in race five tonight, you've got the two runners, Courageous Sam, who's second up, as she says, who's hasn't put in a bad one yet. Uh, they look like they're key chances here, both of them. Yeah, they do. Um, uh, What's uh, the one fellow? He 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 sort of hasn't got a lot of gates, but he probably doesn't help much. But um, yeah, yeah. Look, he's improved. Like he'll improve again. He's been out. I think it's his second run back in like eight months or something like that. So he's still quite fat and probably needs a couple more runs yet. But um, yeah, look, he, he should get a good trip there, and hopefully he can earn some money. And 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 she says she's she's a nice little filly. She's improving every time we put her on the track, and um, sort of come from nowhere and. Uh, yeah, I don't mind her. She's improving all the time. She's got good speed, and but she's going to need a touch of luck from there, of course, as well. Okay. Well, they're all good chances tonight. I've saved the uh, the last little topic till the very end because I'm sure this is a real head scratcher for you, Saginaw. What did you think yesterday? <laughs> Probably can't say it on air, but um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, he, he's he's a lot. He's, he's got so much ability to bugger, but. Um, yeah, but I think Brendan raised his arm and hand on him would give him a bit of a rain up or something once and then just, yeah, he just goes to pieces. But, um, yeah, he's a headache. But, um, you know, he's certainly got a motor. But, um, yeah, look, we just we got stood down two trials, so we'll go back to the trials. And I don't know, he wears half my harness shed now, so I don't know what else I can put on him. But, um, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a bit of a headache, mate, but we'll sort him out. Okay, well... There's only one way, and it's got to be up for Saginaw. So hopefully you can uh, get him back to his uh, best, and uh, he can be on his best behaviour when he steps out. But he is a uh, a bit of a frustrating horse. There's no doubt about it. Hey, Jack, really appreciate the time. Uh, continued success with Danger Zone. He looks like he's returned in sparkling order. His two runs back have been brilliant. So looking forward to a big season, and uh, hopefully all goes to plan on, on Friday afternoon with racing returning to Albion Park. Yeah, thanks, Chris. There's Jack Butler joining us. So.
He's got Northview Hustler stepping out on uh, Friday afternoon in the free-for-all, Steve. And that's a good race as well. There's plenty of depth in that free-for-all on Friday afternoon because uh, Northview Hustler is obviously one of the key runners. But you've got Speeches Silver. Uh, Black Sedans comes up with a good draw finally. Tommy Lincoln, he was just outside of the, the, the track record there last week at Rickliffe. Star Galleria, who won the Open, he backs up. Deus Ex is certainly going to be a lot better being on the bigger track. So that's race nine there on Friday afternoon. Trent Moffat's got a couple of key drives at uh, Rickliffe tonight, and he joins us now. Trent, good morning. Morning, Chris. How are you going? I'm really well. Uh, four drives for you tonight. You're with the Mayors. Uh, my China Doll, firstly, in race four. She was a real eye-catcher last time out. Were you happy with that performance? Uh, yeah, mate. She's been running quite good sectionally uh, for a little while, and the race there was a bit of speed in the race last week, which helped her from a bad draw, and uh, she hit the line really good. So with Barrier 2 tonight, you've got Nina Simone drawn Barrier 1. First up, New Stable. Senior Jujon on your outside, who's fit and in form. Where do you want to be, you know, soon after the start? Uh, it just depends on how balanced she is. She can do a little bit wrong early. But 1-1 um, uh, one, one or sort of if we can get to the fence and hold the front, that would be great too. Does the small field suit her? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it does. It um you know, the distance will be no worries to her and just being drawn better is going to be a big help. She's been drawing bad for such a long time. Mm. And just on the distance, the fact that it is 2040 in comparison to the 1780, does that just give her a little bit more time to, to, to get balanced and get into a rhythm? Uh, yeah, for sure, Chris. Um, she handles that corner a lot better than the first bend at Redcliffe, so um, that should all help us early. Okay. Race five, which starts off the quaddy tonight, rolled in gold for trainer John Coburn, a runner-up three of her last four starts. So she's very close. Can tonight be her night? Uh, it can be, Chris. She's um, she's a good little sit sprint mare. Um, she's flying. I, I do have a bit of an opinion of her. She's got a bit of ability. Um, if we can be close enough at the three or 400, they'll know she's there. All right, how does this race play out early? Because we just spoke with Jack Butler and he, he trains Courageous Sam, who's drawn one, and he said he doesn't have too much gate speed. So do you sort of roll off the arm here and try and get forward as quickly as possible? Uh, we tried that a few weeks ago, and it didn't really go to plan. Um, we've just been driving her with a sit. She just seems to be not finishing off her races if we use her early. So um, that'll just depend on tempo, I think. Okay. Now... Just looking at it, it, it does look fairly open, this race. There, there's a number of horses you can make really solid cases for. She's one of them, obviously, but there's no standout. No, it's a pretty even um, three-year-old race, three-year-old and older race, and um, uh, anything could pop up and win that race with the right run. Okay. Uh, again, for John Coburn, the following race, race six, you're driving number six, Black Jewel. She got into trouble last time out, which was unfortunate, because two runs ago, she really hit the line strongly. Yeah, she's since her second two runs ago, she's really felt quite better um, than her previous form. Um, she seems to be heading in the right direction. We just um, she can do that a bit from an inside draw. She hasn't drawn there for a while and just got it all wrong last week. Do you treat it with kid gloves early here? Do you just go back at the start from that wide draw? I, I think we just balance up, Chris, and just see how the tempo is. She has one sitting park before. Um, when she is in good form. So being a couple of scratchings and a small field, it probably, we're not going to be too far off from whatever we do. 
Okay. But this is a very winnable race for her if she brings her best. Yeah, for sure. Um, her second there a couple of weeks ago was really good, and she felt really good last week working around behind them after uh, making the mistake. Um, at her best, this is definitely a race she can win. Okay. In the last race, eight, you're driving Destiny Blues for trainer Daniel Anfort. Ran a very good race last time out. Did you think you were some sort of winning hope, at least 100 out? Yeah, mate, she's um, improving all the time. I thought she may have run them down, but she's very green for a older mare. Um, she's still learning what it's all about. She sort of got to the girth of the winner and sort of didn't want to go past it. So uh, she's just learning the race still. All right. You've got a scratching to your inside in Flash Freddy. So where do you want to be soon after the start here? Uh, she does. We don't use it very often, but she does have good gate speed. So um, I'll just see what Daniel wants to do. But I think it's a race we can try and go forward in. Okay. So that's your sort of early inclination to sort of roll forward and get, get as close as possible? Yeah. Um, she does go a lot better in front, but um, whether we can lead or not, that's, that'll depend on how well the one gets off the gate. But, um, yeah, if we can be handy, she's going to be in the finish. Okay, like I said, there's four handy drives for you tonight. You just need that little bit of luck. But which one stands out most at this point? Uh, probably rolled in gold, Chris. She's been going pretty well um, and pretty consistent the last month. Okay, race five, number four, rolled in gold. I've got to ask the question. I asked the question of Jack with Saginaw. He's getting very frustrated with that pace. Uh, what about you with your trotter, Natty Pagger? Are you frustrated with uh, with uh, Natty Pagger? Uh, yeah, yeah, Chris, a little bit. He's um, He came from Victoria and had a lot of mobile starts and not a lot of stands. And, um, yeah, he seemed to be getting better. And then yesterday was just a disaster. So, Okay, so it's back to the drawing board? Uh, yeah, I've got to talk to Shane, the owner, about him. And, uh, yeah, I'd probably lean towards giving him a week off and giving him a break and letting him forget about it a bit and um, having him back up in time if he's going well enough to target some of the features later in the year. All right. He can trot, though, can't he? Yeah, he's got plenty of ability. Um, his manners are just letting him down at the moment. Um, no doubt if I can just get him stepping safely all the time, I'm sure he'll win plenty of races. All right. How many are you working currently? Uh, I'm working seven, but there's 12 here with the young ones. Okay. Any nice ones coming through? Uh yeah, probably just, just you know, probably the best one's probably Shady's Collect. She's a few weeks off a race. And, um, yeah, the rest, of, they're probably all Redcliffe and Friday horses, really. Um, her and probably Natty Pager are probably the two best ones here. All right. Appreciate the time. Best of luck tonight with those four drives. Thanks, Chris. Trent Moffat, one of the young guns here in Queensland. So he's got uh, some key runners there tonight with those drives. And uh, with a little bit of luck, they can feature. Mark McNee's about to join us now from Rickliffe. And uh, he's got a couple of runners. Hopefully he can bookend the program because he's got one in the first and he's got one in the last. And he joins us now. Mark, appreciate the time. No worries. Thanks for having me, Chris. Le Saffron, absolutely flying this horse. And he lands a nice gate. Concession claim Riley Butt. Is tonight going to be his night? Oh, I hope so, Chris. Um, you know, like, um, he's probably not the easiest source to drive. Um, you know, everyone that's driven him's, you know, the first feel of him, they, they're sort of better on him the next time. But, you know, with the gate, um, I'll just tell Riley to 
just come out and if he can get across the one horse, uh, that'll be good. But, um, you know, yeah, just, um, um, yeah, hopefully he can find the front and, yeah, pick up another check. Well, if he was able to find the front tonight, it'd be a, uh, a tall order for any of his rivals to run him down, given his current form. Yeah, it would. Um, we haven't had the opportunity to lead on him too much since I've had him. Um, he led one night for Bryce and, you know, run him off their legs and went really good. Um, you know, and he's, he's just, yeah, he's just very consistent. Um, I thought his trial, when I trialled him last week at Redcliffe, um, you know, he ran second, going 56, and, um, you know, I was really happy with that. That may have taken a bit of the edge off him on Saturday night, but um, Zach said he, he still felt good um, on Saturday night. So, um, you know, yeah, just that uh, Crowley's been a bit elusive to try and win with him. Okay. Riley Butts in form, notched his first winner yesterday with eternal gold scoring, so he's, his confidence will be sky high. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, I only met him on Sunday at the sales for the first time and, you know, I just, you know, said to him, you know, like, just don't, you won't have to panic and, um, you know, he should go close to, you know, getting the money. So hopefully I'm right. Mm. You love giving the young guys a go, Mark, and uh, obviously you think, you know, with the driving nowadays, it's a bit of a young man's sport because, you know, you're constantly giving these young guys a go with your horses. Yeah, that's right. That's um, yeah. I'm, you know, I just go around every now and then. Now, yeah, it is just for the young people. But I sort of go back to, you know, when I was a junior driver. Um, you know, like to Ian McMahon and you know John Ken, those sort of blokes. They gave me plenty of opportunities, and um, and I always remember Ian saying to me that you know trainers gave him opportunities when he was young, and you know he wanted to sort of do the same and. Yeah, I suppose I'm just doing the same. You know, the concession um, claims work a bit different now than when I was a junior, but, um, you know, I'm you know, more than happy to, to put them on and, um, yeah, give them a go. Yep, absolutely. The last race, Mr. Gallivanator steps out. This is a maiden, the last race to wrap up the program. This is start number seven for him tonight. So what are the expectations? Uh, yeah, I think, I think he can run a good race. Um, you know... We're racing him without hobbles now, and he's been doing everything good. Um, last week, you know, Lockie was probably a little bit too keen with him, you know, coming off the gate. I'd have been happy for him just to work forward. But, you know, Lockie thought he could get across, and Lockie goes around a lot more than me. So, you know, we just got to put that, you know, behind us. But um, tonight with the, you know, trailing draw, you know, hopefully he can just work his way through. He doesn't have a, a real good sprint on him, so... Um, he's, you know, he's, I think he's going to end up a sort of a go forward horse, you know, eventually in all of his races or most of them when the opportunity presents. He is a Q-bred horse, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, he, um, he's, he's been a frustrating horse. Um, you know, he, he broke in and everything was, you know, rolling along good with him and yeah, he just, he's such a big horse, big and gangly and, um, he just sort of wasn't sort of going like he, he probably showed me as a young, like when I broke him in that he would go. And, um, one day I, uh, was out just working him and I wanted to, um, 
bowl one along that I had on the lead and he just took off trotting and to trot really good and I actually rang Paul and I said maybe we should give this horse a go trotting and I, and I did do it for a few weeks but he was getting a little bit you know sort of rough when I'd really ask him to quicken up and he was probably going as quick as what he was when he was sort of with the hobbles on trotting and um I ended up getting a set of half hobbles and putting on him. As soon as I put them on him, all he wanted to do was pace when he felt the hobbles on his front legs. So <laughs> we then decided to have a go without, you know, the hobbles. And, um, you know, he'd done everything right in, in the two trials he had to have. He actually led in one of them and then Lockie handed up. And then the next trial, he sort of got dragged back. And um, But, he, you know, he, he paced perfect. And Lockie has said he, he's just, you know, well, he said he was 100% foolproof, and then last week, yeah, he just you know trying to come come off the arm too quick and and gallop, but um, you know he made up a lot of ground after him galloping last week. So um, you know, sometimes these maidens are just as hard to win as um, you know as rating 60 race. You know, it's just uh, just got to wait your turn, and hopefully the night's his turn. Absolutely right. Well, you've got two good chances there with Le Saffron in the first and Mr. Galvanator in the last. I wanted to ask about your two-year-old uh, with that first two-year-old race of the season held on Saturday night. Your guy, he's a Galvanator, a son of American Ideal. Were you really happy with that run because uh, he led and um, he gave a really good showing out in front? Yeah, I, I, I was happy. Um, you know, yeah, you can sort of say that the leader sat outside him and and beat him. Um, I do have a bit of an opinion of the horse that won. Um, but, you know, I, I like my guy. Um, again, I had a few issues with him um, just around Christmas time. Um, we had to get him gelded and um, it sort of just took him a bit to get going again. And these two trials that he had um, when Nathan drove him, the first one, uh, yeah, he ran last, and I think I beat 50 metres, but he he went well inside his qualifying time because he was the only two-year-old in it, and that's why I said to Nathan, don't um, bust him. Uh, and then the next time, uh, he jumped out of his gear for a couple of strides around at, uh, with a lap to go, and, you know, Nathan felt then he was going to sort of be there amongst, the, you know, the, the horses that had won races, and um, so, yeah, just done a couple of little year changes and then Nathan couldn't drive him on Saturday night. Like when the noms come out, I think Nathan was going to drive five of the six runners or something like that. So I sort of thought I was going to be struggling to keep Nathan on. So um, Nathan let me know as soon as the fields come out. So spoke to Paul and, you know, I put up a case for Zach to drive him and um, that's why I just put him around the education last week for Zach to just get a feel of him um, with him drawing one and um, Zach said he felt good in the education and um, you know, I said to Zach the other night, I said if you can lead um, I said he will go pretty good in front, you know, so yeah, they only went 2-3 but you've got to start somewhere, so yeah, we'll just see how he progresses throughout the season Will you push towards uh, the changeover classic APG series? Yeah, yeah yeah, he, he probably won't have another start before those heats on the on the 19th, I'm just going to have to, um, yeah, just see what's, sort of what's around. But, he, yeah, he's, um, he may not have another start before that. So, yeah, we'll head towards that and see how we go. All right. One final one. Uh, did you put your hand up for one there on Sunday? On Sunday, yeah. Yeah. The, well, yeah, it's um, the She's a Galvanator, um, Colt by Better's Delight. So, yeah. Um, 
you know, Paul was there. He, uh, Paul was, you know, do we or don't we sell him? And I had a look at him and I liked him, so I just kept putting my hand up. All right. So he's going through the, the breaking in process now? Yeah, yeah. I'll start on him um, the next few days because I've actually um, uh, got a couple of others that were already sort of booked in the, the break in. So, um, so yeah, since he's mine, he can go on the back burner for a little bit. Oh, no, perfect. I really appreciate the time. Best of luck tonight. No worries. Thanks, Chris. There's Mark McNee joining us. So two runners there for him tonight. Both look to be good chances. Eight race program tonight at Redcliffe. And our man that's going to provide all of the winners is now joining us, Darren Clayton. Darren, good morning. Yeah, morning, Chris. How are you today? Very well. I'll get to the Albion Park uh, business a little bit later, but let's find a winner or two for tonight. What have you come up with as your best bet? Yeah, it'll be in race two, Chris. It's... Um, it's a little bit of a, a short price today, but I still think it's a really good um, a good bet. That's race two, number two, Rainbow Jet. Just had no luck at all lately. This guy just not going to plan for him. He'd won two races in succession and then um, was searching to the third, and, and that's where he's just sort of run out of luck. He comes up with a gate finally here, and um, he's currently $1.70, like I said, that's nice and short, but... Uh, I think he'll get a lot shorter than that, so strike now. Okay, race two, number two, Rainbow Jet. I'll tell you this, no one can question your loyalty. Uh, he's one of your favourites, Rainbow Jet. Yeah, he certainly is, and uh, I, I feel maybe he's been a bit of, a bit of the catalyst for me, a bit of bad luck of late, but uh, he's been copying plenty of bad luck. But we get the chance tonight to turn it all around and... Uh, the way this weather, if it hopefully clears up, we might see that rainbow and a little bit of a pot of gold at the end of it. Okay, well, fingers crossed there. Race two, number two. Anything else stand out for you tonight? Yeah, there was one bit later in the card that uh, I thought it's not an overly strong race, and I thought he gets every opportunity, and that's in race seven, and it's horse number three, Birdle Spyfox. Um, the favourites come up pretty short, and that's a trotter. Um, Just Call Me Molly in gate two has come up the favourite. Birdle's Firefox, he's got great gate speed. I think from uh, from his gate there, he can fire off the arm pretty quickly uh, and, and take it up, and then he'll have the options thereafter. I thought that was the perfect race for him uh, to cash in. He was a winner not too long ago, uh, four starts back. So race seven, horse number three, Birdle's Firefox. All right, he's currently marked at 480 with tab. Throw some numbers at us for the quaddy tonight. The main quaddy races five, six, seven, and eight. Yeah, so in that first leg, uh, I thought there was three main chances here. Behind the leader, most likely number seven, as she says. Just had to do it too tough last week. Sent to the breeze. Her stable mate is drawn in gate one, Courageous Sam. So he gets the opportunity to, to lead all the way. And the other runner is number five, Jellignite Jack. Um, faded last time he ran into the, the pretty handy can't bluff you so you'll certainly appreciate back to this grade so one five and seven in that opening leg the second leg race six um, being cut about by scratchings this race even though he's drawn a little bit tricky inside the second line it's a, it's a race where many delights can win again uh, he was good to us last week um, he should get the right trip to be able to either angle off early or get around him there's a dangerous probably number five Aruna um, finishes off his races nicely he was a good winner um, 
not uh, just recently, and he gets the right trip as well. So five and seven, the third leg. Um, I've got Burgess Firefox on top. Happy to go one out there. If you were looking for some insurance, maybe throw in the trotter. Just call me Molly. Um, she certainly does go well from the mobile. And in the final leg, race number eight, the last of the night, uh, I'm going against the odds on favourite here. Number one, better rock and roll. Just purely off the fitness uh, perspective. Um, it's his first three-year-old start and he was last seen back in October. Hasn't had a public trial in readiness. So just prepared to, to risk him a little bit. Number five, Flawless. She's getting close to a win. She's been runner-up her past four in succession. So I've marked her on top. Um, no favours out there in gate five, but uh, she'll certainly be thereabouts. Number one, better rock and roll. And number nine, Mr. Galvanator will throw him in as well. So one, five, nine, bring it home. Okay, just repeating those quaddy numbers. First leg, one, five, and seven. Second leg, five, and seven. Third leg, you can go one out here with number three, but if you wanted to play another one, put in the two. And that last leg, one, five, and nine. They're the quaddy thoughts of Darren Clayton tonight. Eight races at Redcliffe. We start at 5.47. All of the fixed odds markets are available right now through TAB. As I mentioned at the start of the show, your trackside at Albion Park, they've had another workout session there this morning. Uh, what can you report? How does the track look today compared to last week and with a little bit of traffic over it? Yeah, it, it's holding up really well. It still sounds a little bit soft. Um, the, the horses are getting over it nice and quietly. I don't think it's really fully compacted just yet, but uh, I'm no track expert either, but that's, uh, that's my perspective from what I see. They've um, just some educators going out on the track now to go around it. It's, they haven't put um, the... The, the mesh or the conditioner over it, over it at all yet today. They've had four or five uh, workouts already and it's really holding up really well. So uh, I, I guess that's a, a good sign in that regard. Uh, the first workout was a, was a 2100 workout for Talent to Spare go around. She was fired off the gate, sent to the front, and uh, she was pretty strong in her 800. She's run home in 55 3, 27. 27 and change, 27 and change for a 55-3. So she's probably been the standout of the of the workers this morning. Okay. Uh, track officials, uh, Scott Steele, Tony Turbin, do they seem happy? Have they got a smile on their face? Yeah, they, they seem to. Uh, Scott came out with a big smile on his face a moment ago. He's getting around and, and talking to a few different people. So no doubt he'd have a, a better wrap-up of things once today's finished. Um Tony seems to be um, busy at it. He's got plenty going on. And, uh, yeah, he, he seems very happy with, with the way things are progressing. Um, he'd like to have it all done by now. I think he's he's uh, getting a bit weary from the amount of hours he's had to put in. But, uh, yeah, full credit to, to all the staff here and, and what they've been able to achieve to get it back uh, ready for racing on Friday. All right. And just quickly, uh, just with all the rain that we've had in the last couple of days, has that been a help or a hindrance in your opinion? Oh, I think from the track it, it might have helped it. It just, uh, it looks, it does look really good. It's got a real, really good cover on it. Um, perhaps for some of the participants, whether it's thrown out their, um, their home tracks again, whether that, there's any issue there, I'm not entirely sure, but um I think it's it's full steam ahead. There's people working in all different areas of the of the complex here at the minute. Everywhere you look, there's someone doing something, and uh, 
yeah, there's it's all hands on deck in, in trying to get it back. And I know there's even uh, there's some electrical work going on with the Greyhound track this morning. They, they look like they've scraped the cover off that as well. But um, yeah, it's um, it's a busy little place at the moment. All right. Well, appreciate the update. We'll chat again on Friday morning, and you can provide some uh, tips there for that uh, Friday afternoon program. Yeah, Friday Friday Metropolitan meeting. So that'll be that'll be an interest. So that'll give me something to do on a Friday. We can do a, a live cross from the track, Chris. And um, yeah, looking forward to how that pans out. I was actually looking at some um, the results previous um, eleven years ago, or however long now. The first meeting back after the floods of two thousand and eleven was a, a Saturday day meeting. So um, yeah, we'll get to see a Friday afternoon Metro meeting this week. All right, that's all in front of us. Uh, 11.34, the first of 10 there on Friday. Darren, as always, appreciate the time, and we'll chat again on Friday. Sounds good, Chris. Thank you.